finally, the boys are back. The takeover boys are back in the house, man. We are back in the studio. This is your host, Superstar P. Tonight, I got a very special guest with me, my homeboy, Ian. What's up with you, Ian? Uh, not much, man. Ready to sit down, talk a little sports with you. And for do that, you know, how about anybody but them Cowboys? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, we're getting this off to a rocket start, Ian, man. I hate to have a 30-second show. <laughs> but it's all cool, man. First, before we even start, man, let me give a shout-out to my sponsor, Supernatural Barbershop, 1013 Westgate Drive over there at Bolger City, Louisiana, man. Appreciate y'all holding us down. Um, our affiliates, the Vent Podcast Show, my homeboy BJ. When you get a chance, go check him out on his web page and his um, Facebook page. Um, my the, my view, there we go. My view, the, my, my boys from Longview, man, they're doing a documentary about some positive things over there in Longview. So check it out, my view on Facebook and put your own game podcast show. Those are my homeboys. They're doing their thing up there in the Dallas area. So go check them out on Facebook when you get a chance. Said that the vent, I'm featured on one of those, so y'all definitely need to check it yeah, out. Yeah, Ian, Ian is featured on one of the um, the episodes of the vent where they doing the the black on black violence, um, violent crimes, and, and you know the, the problems we've been having in these black neighborhoods. So go check that show out, man. Go support my homeboy BJ in the vent. Now let's go ahead and get down to it, man. A lot of stuff has been happening in the sports world. The hottest thing going right now is this Odell Beckham boat trip to me, which ain't a big deal. But I'm going to get your take on it first, and then I'm going to weigh in on it. Well, I'm going to take the Odell Beckham take on it. I'm a grown man. You know, I don't really have no problems with it. You know, as long as you come to play on on Saturday. Right. Or Sunday. What they put that they play on this week? Saturday or Sunday. They play, they one play of, sun, Sunday evening. They play Sunday evening. As long as he come to play and him and Shepard, Victor Cruz show up, I don't have no problem with it. But I can see the problem here. You're going into a playoff week, and on Monday night you party until 6 a.m. with Trey Songs and Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's more the issue I have there myself is who you party oh, with. Oh, who you party with. Not, Not the fact that you was partying, but who you was partying with. And the fact that Johnny Manziel was in the building, we know how he get down. Right. So it's more about who you was partying with. I don't mind you partying with your fellow wide receivers at all. Right. Because that's, that's the brotherhood right there. Y'all going, y'all doing this together. It's something y'all doing together. Even though I don't know who the fourth dude was, but yeah, he, uh, wide, man, he, man, he, man. he another Giants wide receiver, but he don't play. Right. So, you know, you partying together. That's a brotherhood. Y'all together. Y'all took a trip. It's about you saying you getting your mind right, you know. Season's over. Get your mind right before the playoffs on your day off. All right. Understandable. But the pictures, the who you with, that's the things I have issues with. Or how you was dressed, like Eli said. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Man, really? To, to be honest with y'all, I don't think I got a problem with none of it. A, they they play Sunday evening in Green Bay. When they went to Miami, it was it was Sunday, right? Was it Sunday evening after the game? Yeah, it was after the game. So they got a whole week to get ready for this game on Sunday. And I don't think anything they did on Sunday night leading into Monday is going to have any impact on what they do on Sunday. Two, like like you stated, I mean, they grown men. It was they day off. So, they rich enough to go charter a plane to go to Miami. And back in the day, 
I mean, it's they day off. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more athletes that do that travel to Vegas and do stuff on their day off. I mean, I, I know how it looks, but I think this is another media-driven story where the media's bored and they just want something to talk about. So if something, somebody goes outside the norm of what we used to, people call it wrong, or the media calls it wrong. I don't see nothing wrong with Hey, you got the money, you got the time, you don't play for another week, you didn't miss any practice. I, I have no problem with it, but I know it's going to happen. If the Giants lose this game this Sunday, this boat trip would go down in infamy that Odell Beckham stirred the pot. They wasn't prepared. Yes, this, yeah, that. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have no problem with it whatsoever. You got the money to go party, you go party. But I'm pretty sure when they practice this week, they're not going to be slacking off in practice. I think they would have had the same preparation whether they went to New York after the game or they went to Miami and back. That's just my take. I think you're right, though, 100% on that. I was just, you know, being the jokes on the side <laughs> as far as that. Because it's, yeah. it's a common thing. Basketball players go to different cities. They party right after the game. Right. You know, they playing back-to-back some of these nights, and you partying after the game. Football players do it all the time. I don't know. It's the media. I mean, we don't have the same sports media that we used to have. They just used to report on the sports, report on stats, and leave it at that. But, I mean, now we got social media. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. You could be followed. Pictures, Snapchat. Eh. I don't know. I, I like I said, I didn't have no problem with it whatsoever. I don't even really think it's a story. It, it's not a story, but we're talking about it. And now you are the media. So yeah, you start, <laughs> you're talking about it. Only reason so I'm talking just, about it because I got it from these nuts on TV. Right. <laughs> but but I am. But yeah, I am part of the media now. But I'm talking about it from. Oh, uh, uh, we are talking about it from a non-political correct point of view okay they was on the boat in miami it's warm down there they didn't have shirts on i mean it, it's you know no to shirt, each his own no shirts on skinny jeans i don't i had more problem with that type of stuff oh, now, the, now the skinny jeans and all that yeah that's what i got the problem with all that other stuff them being down there no now i think it'd been a little, little bit better they had a little bit few more chicks on them in that picture then I think I could be a little bit. Well, well uh, you know, before the show, I pointed out that in that picture, Odell Beckham is the only one staring at Trey Song. <laughs> What's going on, Odell? We need to talk about that. There's too many videos and uh, pictures and stuff coming out about you. Either come clean with us, man. Come clean. Yeah, Odell. I mean, yeah. After you pointed that out, I did go back and look at that. and that, it, it, didn't, it didn't look too good for him, you know. But uh, I'm about tired of seeing that damn picture, too. <laughs> Golly. Just hopefully by the time. But you know what, man? That's going to be a story at, on the game on Sunday. And man, if the Giants lose Odell, you're going to have a long offseason. They still talk about the trip Tony Romo took to, to Mexico. And that's been 10 years ago. <laughs> and they still ain't quit talking about that. So, uh-huh, You um, brought up the Cow. You found a way to bring up the Cowboys, didn't you? I mean, I'm just saying it, it's comparable. <laughs> I, I know he just happened to be the Cowboys quarterback, and they didn't win that game, so he got all the blame, even though Odell Beckham's a wide receiver, but he is the star of the Giants. He's probably the star of New York. Yeah, I, he's definitely the star of New you York. Know, star as far the as Giants. athletes. As far as athletes you know, right now, definitely. Right. Definitely. He's oh, in yeah. that position. By far. 
but it's a it's an ongoing thing. They follow Odell. Like let Odell be Odell. He pl- he performs on Sunday. That's all I ask as a player. You perform. You perform. But the, the media we got today, they they don't want that. They want you to be. They want you to be who they want you to be. You these days you can't be the Charles Barkleys anymore. I'm not a role model of those type of people. <laughs> not not this media we got. None of them are really role models. Let's go and be honest. They shouldn't be the role models. No, they, they shouldn't. And you, and you correct on that. Um, I, I know we didn't really plan on talking about this, but I just thought about it just looking up at the TV. Um, what, what's your boy for Oklahoma? Mixon? Joe Mixon. Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. I was watching the Sugar Bowl the other night, and Brent Musburg was going to, you know, he believed in second chances. The dude made a mistake, and he, you know, he just wishing well at the next level. Then later on in the game, he said there's a lot of people complaining and getting mad because he said that. To me, he didn't say nothing wrong. He's like, look, the man made a mistake. He don't serve this punishment. And, I mean, all he wanted to do is wish him luck on the next level and that, he, that he's a changed young man. And, man, I think the public these days had this lynch mob mentality that nobody can make a mistake. You make a mistake, you're done. Now, these are the same people that probably, if they make a mistake on their job, they're going to be begging for forgiveness. So, I don't know. The American public these days is just like one big, large lynch mob and don't want to give people second chances. I just want to get your quick thoughts on that. Man, my quick thoughts on the whole Joe Mixon incident is, first of all, my first question is, why? Oh, I know why the video came out now. Of course. The DA said they were going to release it, so of his course. lawyer released it to avoid the DA releasing it. Right. But it's two years after the fact. Yeah. Right when this man is getting ready to be drafted, y'all just heard his draft stock. Of course. Like. Of course. And it's a situation where it's a video that's not showing the whole story. You're not showing what happened outside of the little bar. Right. And we're only focusing on Joe Mixon, not the things that led up to the incident. Led up to the punch. Is it me? Or has anybody brought up the fact that she hit him first? Not saying that's an excuse for him to hit her. But how she get a total pass for putting her hands on him? The question, I had that question. Why was she not charged with assault in the same situation when he's charged with assault? When she actually assaulted him first. Right. Now, I can understand why he's charged and all that because, God damn, he knocked the living hell out of her, and, and no man should do that. But if we going to really take this domestic violence thing really seriously and hold it to the letter of the law, what about getting on her for hitting him? So she going to get a pass. Everybody forgets that fact. Just like when Solange beat the hell out of Jay-Z. Everybody was laughing about <laughs> yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? We was. We, we, was. we, we I know but, I was. But, you know, but if people want to take this domestic violence thing seriously on both ways, then we got to hold both sexes accountable. So they just glossed over the fact she hit him. And, I mean, I like that. I know he's going to get depressed. And he and he knocked her out. But you got to at least be like, hey, she hit this man. I would say she instigated it. But he shouldn't have hit her like that. Well, that's but, that's the funny part. According to the police report, she had choked him outside. So, my thing is, 
she instigated the whole thing. Of course, there was a couple racial slurs thrown in there too. Yeah. She instigated it. Then she did, from what you see in the video, she put her hands on him. Now, nah, yeah, I'm gonna lie. He could have handled the situation differently. Yeah, he could have. First of all, he should have never followed her, followed him inside. Yeah. He should have, you know, he could have handled that situation differently. He put himself in a bad situation. Yeah, he, he should have just took the AL. Yeah. And, man, you know you got an NFL future. You know, you got to be thinking about those kind of things. So he should have just. But to get back on the second chances, yeah, he deserves a second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. Because if that was the case, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Because I messed up more hey, than once. You, so. you and me both. But this lynch mob um, public that we got now, they just don't, they just want everybody just to fry. You make a mistake, you know. Well, they want everyone to fry because they're you know they're on the outside looking in. It's not it's not them. It's easy to say I want somebody else to fry. Oh yeah. But until, when I'm in the same situation, you, yeah, you want second chances, third chances, fourth chances. But you you don't deserve any of those chances. But. The second chance, he definitely deserves. That's just like Ray Rice. I feel Ray Rice deserves to be in the league right now. He he should, and I think if he if he was on top of his game when that happened, he would be. He would be, in the but league. he was in decline when that happened, so that didn't help him much either. Because I mean, your boy Greg Hardy got in there, but Greg Hardy was he was, at the, he was at the top of his game when Greg when the Greg Hardy right was exactly. Yeah, Ray was on his decline, but I'm like Ray. Compared to Greg Hardy, Ray offers more to a team than Greg Hardy offers. Yeah, he does. So that's my thing. Ray is a locker room guy. He can help another running back. Greg, I don't think Greg was going to help anybody but Greg. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is like the whole Adrian Peterson incident. Like, if Adrian Peterson wasn't Adrian Peterson, he probably wouldn't be in the league no more. But since he was the top back in the NFL, he's going to keep a job. I'm with you on that. Um, Another thing I wanted to get to. I know we was talking about um, college football, the old U. They, so, you know, I'm not going to even call Miami the U right now. They Miami. They got to earn that U back because the U was the 80s. The U was the late 90s, early 2000s. 2001. This, this is Miami. But the, the landscape in Florida is changing with all the coaches changing. So I just want to get your opinion on how the state of Florida is looking and what's on the horizon for the college football in the state of Florida. The state of Florida, since I am a U fan, for anybody out there, yes, I've repped the U, so all you Florida, Florida State fans, stay clear of me, you know what I'm saying? I'm the U from way back when the three yard out took off your helmet and celebrate. That's how we <laughs> do it. But the changing landscape, you know, with all the coaches that have or that are in the state of Florida right now, you know, with Lane Kiffin going to Florida Atlantic, Butch Davis, former U coach, yeah. getting that Florida International, you know, with McElwain, Rick. Yeah. And Jimbo Fisher? Jimbo Fisher, yeah, Florida State coach. You know, Florida State, Florida were already okay on the recruiting wise. But right now, you can't go in the state of Florida and steal athletes anymore. Except for maybe Alabama. Right. And maybe Georgia a little bit because of where they are. Right. The rest of these schools, y'all in trouble. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year. Two years down the line, national championship goes through the state of Florida. You can just put that, book it now. <laughs> so, are, are you predicting the return of the U 
Absolutely. Now, I'm, 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 that's conditional. I'm going to say, if Brad Kaya comes back next year, we're in the national championship running. Okay. Nine and four this year, and when three of those games, we still should have won. We should have been. We should have beat Notre Dame. Should have beat, Florida, beat State. Florida State. And we should have beat North Carolina. Right. And we lost four games back to back to back. Right. So the U is back. You got to consider South Florida just went eleven and two. And then you just brought the number one recruiter in all of college football back to the state where he recruits from. Charlie Strong back in Florida. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> back in Florida. They just won 11-2. and two. Right. You brought in Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Everybody was like, why is that Florida Atlantic? Shoot. It's a chance to be a head coach again. Yeah. In the state of Florida, where there's right. athletes galore, athletes all over the place. And people have seen what he could do with the offense. Look at Alabama. So people are going to see that. And if they can't get in Alabama, hey, I can go to Florida Atlantic and play in this offense and the make funny, something. The funny part about that is his first signing, the dude two years ago, was supposed to be the starting quarterback at Florida State that punched the girl in the bar. Okay. <laughs> Another incident where he got hit first. <laughs> yeah. And let him go. Signed from the JUCO to go to Florida Atlantic. So you done brought a stud right back to the state. Right. But the whole landscape, even like Butch Davis at Florida International, I know what he did at the U. He's the reason why the U was great from 98 to 2002. Right. So... It just changed the whole landscape of college football. You can't steal those players anymore. You got to think about it. Little people like Antonio Brown went to Central Michigan. How does he get out of the state of Florida? You know. True. People like, it just, things like that. The only other problem I have is the state of Texas right now, too, with the state of Florida. Because with Tom Herman going to UT, is that going to keep more of their athletes in the state of Texas? I sure hope so. Somebody need to do something down there in Texas. I'm about getting sick and damn tired of this five and seven, five and seven, and five and seven. My boys turned in equipment in early November. I didn't even get to watch them play no bowl game. You know, I had to watch all these teams. I know we probably could have beat half of them, and we at the house, man. That's just totally unexcusable state for the state of Texas, for the University of Texas. And I was like, I'm gonna even say that for another show because I. Ah. And since we're talking about the changing landscape, it was just Florida. The changing landscape is with the SEC, ACC, the Pac-12, because with Peterson being at Washington, that changes everything. For, yeah, it does. You know, even with the ACC, the way the ACC looks right now, ACC is deep, and people don't really realize it. No, they're deep. And y'all know I'm I, not going to say I hate the SEC, but I hate hearing every season – about how deep the SEC is, how good the SEC is. The SEC is not that deep. It's Alabama and company. Right. It's Alabama, and then one year might be LSU yeah, in there. Maybe. You might have Ole Miss in there one year. Oh, and they never, they never follow through the whole year. No, so they start telling them out. Telling off you might have Florida year. at the top one year. Right. But after that, come on, you still forget you got Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Kentucky, you got these schools in the conference that don't be nobody. You, you have two teams in that conference that lost to South Alabama this year. And you're talking about the SEC strong. I would say Big Ten, 
Big Ten, ACC. I would have said the Big Ten until the bowl games. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking more regular season. <laughs> regular season. Then the bowl games hit. Then, yeah, you're right. The Big Ten just, especially with Ohio State did. Oh, they just laid an egg. They I'm laid like, an egg on national television. I'm like, oh, man, come on. And maybe Dabo Sweeney is just a better coach than I ever said he was. Maybe he is, but we sure about to find out Monday. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. That is the measuring stick. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a measuring stick for that because if they can come back and beat Alabama. Ooh. Speaking of measuring sticks, I don't know the measuring stick is high in Washington, D.C. We got a quarterback issue up there. Kirk Cousins, I know you are a diehard Redskins fan, so I sure want to hear what you got to say about this. The floor is yours. I you see, right I already ahead. started laughing. Now, Kirk Cousins, and I'm the number one dude who has never been on his bandwagon because to this day, your record against teams over 500, horrible. Yeah, not good. Not good. And all them numbers you putting up, Kirk, they don't mean anything to me. Only thing that matters to me is wins and losses. Because if you putting up numbers when we losing already, a la Blake Bortles throwing for 4,000 yards and people talking about he good. No, if you're down 21 every game, it's easy to throw for 4,000 yards. Good point. So, you know, Kirk, I'm going to say you deserve this little contract you're going to get because you look better than I thought. And we ain't got nothing else to fall back on. So we got to pay you. I was going to ask you that. You think y'all should pay him? I think you should because I don't know what yeah. else you're going to get. We got to pay you. Kirk. Well, Tony Romo is about to come available. He ain't coming to Washington. If anywhere, Denver going to put in that bid for him. <laughs> that would be a story. He came to Washington. That, that would be a story. And then we wouldn't have to pay Kirk. But we still had to pay Tony. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's not a situation. I think Tony loves Jerry so much he wouldn't want to do that to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a damn where he goes. But that's my thing. Like, we're going to have to pay Kirk. We ain't got no choice in the matter. Wow. We got to pay you. But you may have lost some money week 17, Kirk. Oh, you got to show up for that game. One game to get in. You got the Giants who's playing for, for nothing. nothing. For absolutely nothing. I salute the Giants for even playing the whole game, you know, put in the effort they did. I don't know if it was more of the Giants' effort or the lack of effort <laughs> lack from of the Redskins. Lack of effort Red on skin. our end, yeah. Let's just put the lack of effort for the Redskins because the Giants, they have nothing to play for. You got one game to get in the playoffs and you couldn't get it done. Shameful. Shameful. I've seen the Cowboys do it many a times. So Tearing up, man. It. Don't remind me, man. I'm about to cry, man. Tearing up because I got to go through a whole nother season and listen to the Cowboys fans. One, I didn't get no victories against the Cowboys this year. No, you didn't. Been getting none. And I'm still thinking about week two, week two, that interception in the end zone. And that's what turned it around. You know, I think that's what turned the whole Cowboys season around because they was about to get ready to go 0-2, and you never know what would have happened from there. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. the Cowboys fans should thank the Redskins no, for jump-starting the season. Just thank Kirk Cousins. Don't thank the Redskins. Thank one person. Man, he the only you know. one that he the only one back there that threw the ball to Barry Church. Ain't nobody else was there but Barry Church. Yeah. He's still trying to figure out who he was throwing to. And then at that, I'm still trying to figure out why we ain't re-sign Alfred Morris. I don't know. <laughs> That's the simple things like that. You had a dude who led this led the league in rushing two years ago. Right. I I don't know. Like, yeah, like you said, he led the league in 
what was that, 2014? Yeah, the, um... 2013, 20, one of them. Yeah, no, he was second, because that was the year Adrian Peterson came back, so... Yeah. He was but, I mean, he was one of the league leaders. He had 1,600 yards then you, rushing. Then you let him go, like, you just fell off. Hell, he's, what, maybe mid-20s? He's, yeah, he was mid-20s. Ain't nothing we could really do. Nah, I know, right? Um, but we got to pay Kirk. We ain't got no choice. Yeah, ain't got no, you ain't got no choice but to pay him. I mean, if you look at the market um, for quarterbacks in the NFL – yeah, he's going to get money. He's you got, got jokers like Jay Cutler getting paid top dollar. So if he's getting paid top dollar, you ain't got no choice but to pay Kirk Cousins top dollar. It's shameful. Shameful, shameful. So where I'm at on that is I'm up in the air still. I got to see you do it for one more year. Because having one good season, like I still say that people be like, oh, he, he threw well last year. But I was like, yeah, we didn't beat nobody with a record over 500. Yeah. So... I really can't say you did anything last year, and we went nine and seven in a division that was horrible last year. Yeah, you know the, we was in the worst division. No, we weren't in the worst. We was in the second worst division in football because that. But well, AFC, AFC South is all. Yeah, the worst man. Division in football. And that division used to be pretty good. It used to be pretty good, but now that's the worst division in football. So we. We won that. We won the division by default. We was the only team that didn't have injuries, didn't have problems. Right. This year, we just looked horrible defensively at times. Offensively, we looked great in spurts. But going eight, seven, and one is unacceptable. It's championship or bust around here. Yeah. No more victories. Yeah. Well, I ask you the golden question. Would the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Yeah, we got Stephen A. You know how I feel about that. Absolutely (laughs) not. You know what? I might say they would. As long as that other guy wasn't in the AFC still. Oh. Oh, Tom Tom, Terrific. Thomas Thomas Brady, huh? (laughs) As long as that other guy was not in the AFC still. Because Tom himself, I just, I'm not even going to say Tom, because people say Belichick is a great coach. Mm-hmm. And I look back, I was like, Belichick, you ain't win no, you wasn't really winning nothing until you yeah, got Tom. Tom. Well, you won with Drew Brees that led to Tom. And you only had Drew Brees for two games in that season. And then Tom came in because Drew got hurt. So, oh, you talking Drew Bledsoe? Drew Bledsoe, yeah, not Breeze. I'm talking about Breeze. I'm tripping. Yeah. Hold on now. Drew yeah, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. So before that, you were under 500 coach. Yeah. So I don't know if you're really a great coach. You win championships. You get players to come in and play. Now, <laughs> is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback to ever? Do it. Man, as much as I want to say no. You probably like me. I want to say no, I wanna but say I don't no, think it would be correct if I said no. I can't say no. As much as I want to say no, I can't say no. I still think he's the best, even with those two Super Bowl losses. Yeah, that's always the argument, the, the Joe Montana, no Super Bowl losses. Uh, I, I, I just don't think he's a better quarterback than Tom. Because Joe Montana had Jerry Rice most of his career. The, True. Tom the greatest really receiver had of all time. 
The best receiver Tom only had, had was Randy Moss. He had him for, what, two years? Two years. Yeah, it, but also different eras, different styles yeah, of play. Yeah, different eras, different styles of play. You know. But I think Thomas did a lot more with less than anybody that I've seen. He has. He has done a lot more with less. So I will give him the nod as being the GOAT. And especially if he win this Super Bowl, then there's no question. Oh, and, and that's another thing. Like, when, they t- when I talk about the coaching, coaches have gone. Coaches that they have changed coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, everything. The only thing that's been constant in, in there is Tom. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And you see what happens when all the other coaches leave. They end up coming back to the Patriots because they ain't doing. Yeah. Ain't doing too hot. Man, this has been a real good show. Ian, man, appreciate you coming by. Go ahead, chop it up about some sports. <laughs> had some good discussions, had some good insight about those good old Redskins. But I'll tell you what, try again next year. That's just hurtful, man. It's hurtful. <laughs> but but, but let me, let me, I, I can help you out. There's 32 teams in the NFL, and only one can win the Super Bowl. So it's going to be 31 other teams in your position. <laughs> so then, you know, if you look at it that way, it's not as bad. Only <laughs> one wins. No, no. It's bad <laughs> no matter how I look at it. We <laughs> make the playoffs. Well, ain't no moral victories. We made the playoffs. We didn't win the Super Bowl. I'd have been unhappy anyway. So, yeah, we, man, I, I, I tried I, to help you out. We had one more thing to talk about, man. I wanted to get on Coach K for a second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shoot, man, it's I my wanted, show. I wanted to. <laughs> hey, let's take over. We, we ain't got no directors cutting us <laughs> off and talking about. Oh shoot, let's go then. I've never said anything bad about Coach K in my life. Okay. I think Coach K is one of the greatest basketball coaches to ever. Get out there and coach and do his thing. But today, I lost a lot of respect for you, Coach K. The whole Grayson Allen incident, why is he back on the court after one game? Well, Coach K had back surgery, didn't he? He's, no, he, he's coaching tonight. He goes in for back surgery tomorrow. Uh, well, well, Coach K, I tried to throw you a bone. <laughs> so, I understand you lost the, the, the one game without Grayson Allen. <laughs> And they put you on the fire. <laughs> but, come on, man. Everything you're supposed to stand for, now I just say you don't really stand for that. That's all talk. And so, how long do you think he should have been suspended for? Man, Grayson Allen should, Allen should have been suspended indefinitely last season. Yeah. And that's my issue. It's not. It's three times it's happened. And then after the meltdown on the sideline, come on, man, you're just a big baby. I don't really want to say what you really are to me, Grayson Allen. You just, yeah, I'm going to say it. You're just another dude, white dude, that can play a little basketball that went to Duke that really ain't that good anyway. No, he had that come out game in the national title game against Wisconsin. So they're like, oh, well, we got us a new star. They're trying to hype him up, I guess, to be the next Bobby Hurley or one of these type boys, you know what I'm saying? As much as I like Bobby Hurley, what was he in the NBA? What was oh, nothing. I'm just talking about as far as Duke. J.J. You know. Reddick. Oh. Christian Leitner. Star. Star. Fire. Cherokee Parks. We, we can go down a list of the white players at Duke that have amounted to nothing in the NBA. J.J. Reddick ain't bad. J.J. Reddick ain't bad. He improved his game. He learned to put the one dribble and shoot. Right. Christian Leitner was the best out of everybody I named because he actually had a decent NBA career, but yeah, he was decent. The rest of the people, I'm just like, come on, man. 
don't know, Coach K. I, I, I think he should at least probably set about at the least three, three to five games. So he could send a message, you know. One game, I'll oh, shoot you. Okay. One game is nothing. Yeah, one game is nothing at all. Because I, so, I wonder if this would have been at another institution, how long it Grayson Allen would have been sitting out. Probably could be the season, depending on who it is. But who this, it is. Uh, but, this, but this is Duke. Duke got to win games. You got the alumni that's probably bugging out. And, you know, like I said, and like you said before, we believe in second chances. But then we believe in Duke punishment as well. I, yeah, I do believe in second chances. But, you, you know, you one game for three different tripping incidents? I know, just one game? That's it? What? That ain't going to stop me. If I need to do yeah, it again. I thought three strikes, you use out. You know... <laughs> Right. So if I do it again, I already know it's just a game. I could look on the schedule and like, ah, uh, we could beat them. Yeah. I, Even though the three games wouldn't have hurt them because of who they play the next two games. Well, yeah, that's true. That wouldn't have hurt the team at all. Looking at their schedule, they played two subpar teams. Yeah. But it's hurt, it hurt my heart to say something bad about Coach K. And I hate Duke, but I love Coach K. Well, I think maybe he was thinking about his back, thinking about that surgery. He wanted to make sure he got the the intern coach in a good position. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just making up stuff for him. No, right I can now. see that because this is the game his uh his freshman is back playing. Yeah. So for the first time they'll be playing together. They're trying to build some camaraderie while he's gone for a month. So when he comes back, they can make that run for the national championship. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, me neither. I think he should have been gone longer than that. Yeah, Coach K. You dropped the ball on that one, homie. That's all right. You ain't going to win a national title no way. At least I hope he don't. But it's hard to say. I can't. I, don't, I, I haven't I, even watched that much basketball yet. I haven't either. I watched a couple Kentucky games. Watched the Kentucky-Louisville game. Um, I watched Villanova play once because they ranked number one. Right. And that's it. Yeah, that is. Until college football season's over, and it's... I haven't even watched NBA that much. I'm going to be honest. Me neither. I probably going to watch the NBA until probably after the Super Bowl, where I ain't got nothing else to watch. I mean, the NBA doesn't really start getting interesting after the All-Star break anyway. Then they start playing seriously. Then, you know, the Stars only play twice a week now. They're resting so much. But I'm going to say that for a whole nother show. All this resting. What rest? Dude, they rest in the night. Hey, I won't get the I won't get the rest. I'm tired of work. I'm just gonna stay and rest. I gotta have vacation day. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, don't I gotta have. have some sick leave. <laughs> I barely got any of that. So, but yeah, man. Appreciate you stopping through for the show, man. Appreciate you showing love, all your your sports knowledge. We're gonna definitely do this again. But like we do at the end of every show, we got our unsigned hype. And tonight we got Capo LB, one of our Shreveport artists. And y'all, um, they got a mixtape dropping on the 9th of January. So go out there and pick up that mixtape. And the song of the night is going to be Bossed Up by Capo LB. From myself, Superstar P, my boy Ian, man, we appreciate y'all um, supporting us with this show. And we is out of here.
fine vine on the beat. Fuck a hand out, I went and got my own bag. Word on the street, I bought stuff, now these niggas mad. Set with 